Tire Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tire safety check at your local Tire Power. Mourn Team Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! 22 minutes to 8. Good morning, Adelaide. The 17th of October. We are heading for 22 degrees today. Sam Jacobs not too far away on the mark. Very soon, Mark Bickley, as we are in Studio Lumo. Powered by Lumo Energy SA. A big day on SENSA. The run home with Kimbo and the Roach a little bit later on. Followed by Sports Day SA with Blighty and Wilds. And uh, you can, of course, listen to all of those shows via the SENSA app. Um, Mark Bickley, let's talk trades. And I have something to introduce our next guest with. Mm-hmm. How do you respond to this comment, Mark Bickley? Asava Radagalia is more important to the successes of Port Adelaide next year than Ollie Wines. Mm. Yeah, well, there's... there's uh, I'm not sure there's, there's a whole lot of truth in that, but there's also <laughs> there's a, also things like legacy and, and the way you treat your players. And, um, and I'm not sure that you know, like getting rid of someone like Ollie Wines to facilitate a punt, which is a Sava Radigalia, which is what we're, I'm assuming that that person's talking about. I think you want a bit more than just a Sava. Well, that person joins us right now, and that person is Adam Cooney. Good morning to you, Coons. Have I just started a biff with Mark Bickley and yourself? <laughs> uh, good morning, fellas. No, no, Bix is, is right. You would want something more than. Um, just that straight swap. But I, I think that Ollie Wines has been squeezed out of his natural position and he doesn't look to me like he really enjoys his time on the wing. I think he would fit really nicely into Geelong's midfield. And, and you talk about legacy, I think he's, he's got a, a pretty strong legacy at Port Adelaide hmm. regardless of where he finishes his career. And I think if Port Adelaide want to win the premiership, they need a couple of key backs and um, Asava Radagalia may get them closer to winning a premiership than, than Oli Wines being lonely out on the wing next year. Now, uh, Adam, uh, thank you for coming on our show. I didn't realise that was coming from you, an astute <laughs> AFL judge. So I was taken a little bit aback from that. Thank God I didn't say, who was the peanut that said that? Um, but you're right. We, we've spoken a fair bit about Ollie Wines playing wing last year and how it wasn't his best position. And uh, I, I think we all wondered whether Port Adelaide might explore that option to try and get some some draft capital to be able to facilitate all these moves. You know, Asava, they've got Brandon Zerk Thatcher, Jordan Sweet, Ivan Solder. Do you think that all four of those uh, moves will get up for Port Adelaide, considering, you know, apart from, uh, I think they've got some future picks and, and Xavier Dersmer, there's not a whole lot of other draft capital they have. <laughs> well, they don't have a future first next year so no, that's right. that hurts in terms of the radical air deal which is uh, 25 has already been rejected so uh yeah they're stuck at the moment uh, most people seem to think that the zerk thatcher um Dersman straight swap could work i mean Essendon supporters want something more than that and port adelaide supporters want something more going back the other way so every port adelaide supporter rates Dersman better than zerk thatcher and most uh to all Essendon supporters rate Thatcher more than Dersma. So it's a confusing one, but that's the time of year. Uh, we do the hypothetical trades, and I do a mega trade every day, which has become really stressful and bad for my mental health. So I'm glad <laughs> that this trade period is nearly over, because as soon as you throw up a player's name, inevitably the supporters from that club 
argue that he's worth way more than the trade that you're actually dealing with another club. Then the other club says the exact same thing, and then everyone starts fighting on my Twitter feed, and it's just an upsetting time of year. You're in the trenches. You're copying uh, shrapnel from both directions, uh, Coons. Uh, I, I sort of got a little bit of that last night. I suggested last night that maybe Collingwood paid a real premium for Lockie Schultz playing a first-round draft pick next year and a, and a sort of mid-second round this year and copped a fair bit of flack from Collingwood. So I feel your pain, mate. Um, now, what about the mega trade for today? Where, where, which which direction might that be heading? Well, unfortunately, we're just about out of mega names. So uh, the mega trade could become a minor trade over the last uh, couple of days of the period because all the, all the big names are left. I've traded out the, the number one pick to West Coast to about eight or nine different clubs over the last two weeks. So we've done that one to death. And I think Harley Reid said he was actually pretty keen to go to the West Coast Eagles. So I might stop trying to um, trade him out of the club. But um, well, Jack Billings has got to get done. There's a few other deals. Marby or Charles still on the table. Um, we believe that Orazio Fantasia is into his fourth day of his medical at the Giants. So we'll see how that goes when he finishes up. <laughs> He's like the Bionic Man. They've got to rebuild him. Uh, Adam, what about um, one of the clubs that you played for, the Western Bulldogs? There was some discussion around the 10-year deal that Aaron Norton got, what the impact that would be on youngster Jamara Yugelhagen. Does that worry you at all? Or would it worry Bulldog supporters that maybe he feels like uh, he, he may have been some of his... Future earnings may have been squeezed. Uh, I don't think it's going to affect his future earnings because he could probably get a bumper deal uh, 10 years plus at another club, earning more than what the Western Bulldogs could offer him now that they've signed Aaron Norton to that longer deal. It does worry me that they're going to have to pay him uh, north of 900 to a $1 million over the next six or seven years. And also Tim English, the All-Australian Ruckman, He's out of contract as a free agent next year, and he's going to be putting his hand out mm. and saying, well, if these guys are getting these long-term deals, I want one as well. So I fear that they may have to lose Tim English. Um, and I thought that there may be some stronger discussions about it this year, given that the uh, West Coast Eagles have, have got the number one pick. He's a Western mm. Australian uh, as well. I, I sort of you have to factor in that he could go back home as a free agent next year, and they'll only get a first-round compensation pick for him this year. If they drove a, a hard bargain, they could have possibly traded out English this year and somehow found their way to the number one pick and then they can afford to sign Jamara to a long-term deal. But I'm not sure if they can sign three guys on over you know a million bucks when Marcus Bontempelli still needs to get paid. Mm. Um, Bailey Smith, if he has a good year next year, I mean, he's going to want 800 grand a year. Okay, <laughs> and then sound- you've got Libba who needs, needs to be paid well next year as well. Sounds like you're trying to execute the uh, perfect reverse parallel park at the moment with your <laughs> sensor. So we'll let you go, mate. We appreciate your time. Oh, thanks, guys. Cheers. Uh, thanks, Adam. Interesting to hear uh, Nathan Buckley talking about that number one pick as well. Mark Pickley, let's hear what he had to say. If you could get three picks in the first 20, like if that's where the, the way it ends up, I mean, I don't know how good Harley Reid is. I haven't seen enough of him. And, and there would be you know people that would just say, no, you just need to get that player in. But if you could if you could spread the risk and or, or the or the upside, you know, for a, a side that is in a regeneration phase in, like West Coast, I would be, I think I'd be looking at the best deal that you could get if you could get if you got three picks, you know, between 
I don't know, between eight and – or yeah. if you could get a three and then a 15 and an 18, I, like, I just can't see why you wouldn't well, North do has, that. Mm. Yeah, look, I, I we had this discussion last week mm. around North Melbourne were talking about giving up three picks inside 20. I'm, I, I think you'd want something in the top five and something in the top ten. I, I reckon the, the strike rate of players in the top ten is – Fairly high these days. Not many misses in the top ten. So, and you just feel like two players is better than one, quite simply. And particularly when you're right down the bottom and you've got a talent deficit. If you can, and and the West Coast Eagles did this last year where they traded out their very first pick to get a number of picks, um, and that worked out pretty well. They went with the local product. There's a local product again in the top five as well. I reckon they'd be pretty keen on so. Yep. Um, if I'm the West Coast, I'm exploring all those options. Got a text in, Bix, 0427154166, just to focus on the world game for a moment. So um, international friendlies and qualifiers are happening over the weekend and as we speak. So um, it was wonderful to see South Australia's very own Mohamed Toure get four minutes on the pitch on uh, the weekend at Wembley, but he becomes a soccerer, which is really exciting. Is so amazing. if you think about the Toure brothers who have played for Adelaide United, Alsan Toure, Mohamed, who is now a soccerer, and Musa Toure, the youngest one, is big raps on Musa Toure, who's part of Adelaide United's NPL setup too. So he might get a start or a, an appearance on the bench for the Reds on Friday night against the Mariners. But there's also other big matches going on, and there's actually a fair bit of drama in one of the Euro qualifiers between Belgium and Sweden where this was suspended at half time after there was a shooting in Brussels. So wow. about five kilometres away from the venue, um, Belgium has raised its terror alert to the highest level. A man in a video on social media claimed that he was the assailant and that he was from the Islamic State group. And following this, the Swedish players told UEFA they did not want to play the second half. The Belgians agreed fans stayed inside the stadium so as I mentioned this match was being played around 5k away from the shooting and the teams were tied 1-1 at half time which is what a, a scary set of circumstances for the players but for the fans too who are inside that venue where something's happening so close well the other thing as well is he's trying to communicate the information without creating absolute mm. panic you know we've seen before where Panic sets in and people try and get out any way they can, and yeah. they, you know, people fall over and they get trampled and all those sort of things. So, um, I'm sure people would have been getting information on their phone about mm. what is happening, about something's going on, um, and then trying to make sure that they're given the correct information and and some direction about what to do to stay safe. That would have been a really scary. Uh, period, I reckon, if you were in that crowd. Definitely. It is 11 minutes to 8 on SENSA Breakfast. On the mark is next.